hey, today I have got one of the hottest industries uh, in the market right now, the unique fitness concepts. I've got a founder and owner of, of one of the up and coming brands. So stick around and listen in. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, welcome everybody. I have got Matt Hunt from HEW. I'm going to let him explain what that uh, what that means. But Matt, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, and I'm going to let you, uh, you know, Matt and I have known each other for several years, worked on some things together, uh, and um, a good uh, fellow uh, follower of, of uh, Jesus. And so excited to have Matt here on the call. Matt, I'm going to let you, if you would, just kind of, uh, just kind of in your own words, just introduce yourself, your company, um, and, and just a little bit about what you guys do. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, HEW is an acronym, which stands for Hard Exercise Works. Our original name was Hard Exercise Works, and we left it at that. And then we had some consultants come in, and they interviewed uh, all of our customers at about eight locations at the time. We're at uh, 17 locations right now, but the customers called it Q because Hard Exercise Works is a mouthful. So from Hugh, they said, hey, we work out at Hugh. And then there was a ton of play on words on that, like, do you Hugh? Are you a human? So, you know, they started to go through all that. We took their advice, changed the name to Hugh Fitness. And that's how the story began. My, my background is uh, I've been an athlete my whole life. And when I was in college uh, through wrestling, met a bunch of guys that and these are years ago because I'm 61 years old. So but they would recruit for the SEAL program. Mm -hmm. And so though the guys uh, uh, who were friends of mine became ultimately became SEALs and they started to venture off into adventure racing and reached back out to me and said, hey, you know, we know you're in the fitness industry. We'd like to do some adventure races. Would you like to hop along? And what I found is a lot of these guys were bonking uh, during the adventure races, which were typically 45 hours. They were shortened ones, but they were um, what they call non-expeditionary non adventure races. So long story short, they were like, hey, we've got to get our fitness level up. Um, and I started writing some workouts for them, which led me to connections in the special forces community and in all the branches. And that's kind of how it started. And then I realized, hey, wait a minute, if we do these high intensity workouts to give them the proper training, I wonder if there's a way to market it and sell it. Um, and through that, I met Greg Glassman, who was the founder of CrossFit, and I worked as a subject matter expert for them for about a year. Um, and that's kind of how the business really formed. That's great. That's great. And I, uh, uh, Matt was one of the times I was down to spend some time with you. Uh, I got to do uh, one of the workouts and, and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. You know, it, it's just an awesome workout. So um, tell me a little bit more now about, you know, I appreciate that introduction and, and a little bit of the history. So as you started thinking through this, um, you know, what was some of your original vision you know uh, leaders have have a vision typically when they start these uh, startup companies and and so uh, talk to us a little bit about your vision and then has it changed at all you know now that you've been you're open you're operating you've got 17 units has that been changing at all 
you know, now that the rubber's hitting the road? Yeah, uh, I think that um, we really didn't have a very uh, solidified vision. I always knew that I would be in this business and I always felt like I would be successful when I say that successful on my terms, not necessarily, you know, having to have a hundred locations or be a multimillionaire or any of that. I, I, I really tried to focus on, I know people inherently want to be fit mm. and fitness to most of the people is having a athletic uh, and strong physique. I just, I just think it's a innate human quality that we want to be the best we can be in our body. Mm. So I figured if I felt that way, that at least half of the Americans felt that way. Um, and so it really, that's how it, I did it because I just loved doing it. I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Uh, so that's how the business really started. Um, and then it kind of morphed from there of like finding customers who were, who felt the same way and then understanding what does the customer really want, building the experience around what the customer really desired, not necessarily what I wanted, but it just happened to be that those two coincided very well together. So we listened to our customers a lot. Yeah. And that's, you know, honestly, I think uh, th that's one of the things that, that businesses miss, you know, businesses have this idea that, that they, what they want to do and what they want to put out into the marketplace. And it isn't necessarily bad, but, it, but in a lot of cases, as you said, they, they haven't, they haven't really connected with what the customer wants and and I loved, you know, one of the things that I took away when I when I spent some time with you and did the workouts uh, was, as you mentioned, the, you used the word experience. Um, and one of the things that I felt was there there was there was community there. Um, it was fun uh, working out with other people and. People knew I had never done it before, you know, never done that workout. And wow, you know, er, almost at every station, people were coming up and saying, hey, do it this way or try this or this will help you. So um, so talk a little bit about that experience. I think that's what's really unique about you guys. Yeah, so uh, that really was born out of our number. One of our number one tenants is that our employees have to have fun. And as strange as it sounds, if the employees are having fun and are fully trained on what they need to do, then that that bleeds into the customers. Um, you know, the old adage, the customer is always right, is something we say that's not factual at all. It's, it's the employees are always right. But if the employees are right and feel ownership in what they do and love it, it's an extension to the customers, which makes the customers feel as though they are right. And then that allows us to handle any issues with customers uh, to make whatever their issue may be to correct it properly. So I'm glad you said that community, you know, you hear the term bantered about uh, in the industry, hey, we have a great community, but that is we focus our efforts on that. We treat it like a family. So if somebody is really having an issue, we never, we never proselytize to them. It just becomes inherent after a while when you attend our locations that these guys, there's something special about us. And at the end of the day, um, it's really the Holy Spirit just infused throughout the whole business. But we make sure that, hey, if you have an issue, come up to us. We'll pray for you. We'll do whatever. But we don't go overboard with it. You wouldn't even know in many of the locations. But everybody says, I can't put my thumb on it. There's something special about this place. So um, yep. I give, you know. And in talking to your employees a little bit when I was down there, uh, I got the real sense that 
for example, if they see somebody's missed a couple of workouts, they'll actually pick up the phone and call those people, uh, reach out, uh, and and there's a caring beyond even just you know, hey, did you have a good workout? You know, there seems yeah. to be a, a a real deeper caring. Um, yeah. Um, so the 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 uh, the show attracts uh, emerging brand owners like yourself. Uh, the the show attracts broker consultants, as well as people who want to buy franchises. But I always like to talk about the, with, with an owner and a founder like yourself, were there challenges, uh, you know, what maybe were some of the challenges? Did you anticipate them or not? And then on the flip side, I always love to talk about, well, what, what have been your, what have you been some of your highest, uh, your highlights or your, your greatest successes? So let's start with the, yeah. start with the challenges. Yeah. So uh, what I've learned from being in this industry, we just fell into franchising by chance. We originally started up opening joint venture models with the other individuals and realized as we were doing that, we would reach out within our industry, which is how I came across you, by the way. So I want to preface that by saying we're always asking a ton of questions. And uh, we realized we were kind of operating like a franchise and we didn't want to do anything illegal. Right. So we met some people in the industry, then years later, so we formed a franchise and then years later met people like you who had a lot of experience within the industry. And, and I found that in the franchise industry, everybody was genuinely willing to help. So uh, of course, when you came down and consulted with us, that, that was tremendous, but those, so challenges we faced um, are just like any other business. I think the largest challenge we faced obviously was when COVID hit. Hmm. And at that point, we had hired a fractional CEO named Jeff Sturgis, well-known in the industry. And he, uh, we just mapped out a game plan over the period of a week. He was extremely informative. I also met the owners of Anytime Fitness. They helped us out. Um, so we took all these notes and said, okay, if we're gonna survive in the fitness industry, what do we do? And we immediately started filing for all the loans uh, through the EIDL loan and uh, anything that the SBA could offer. I mean, we were constantly on the internet searching, how do we figure this out? Because we were in four different states, four different regulatory states, two were Democratic states, two were Republican states, everything was handled differently <laughs> by state. So we just had to navigate through all that. Uh, but Jeff kept us on point. We would meet literally twice a day. Uh, and he held us accountable to getting all this stuff done because it was a it was really an urgent battle for survival. Um, we developed a solid plan, held Zoom meetings every week with everybody, made sure they were applying for the loans, how to how to space off their gyms in segments of six feet apart so that we could stay operational. Uh, and I'll tell you, to this day, every single one of them is open, which is a I think a huge yeah. success, but I credit it to people like yourself and everybody who we reached out to in the industry that gave us great advice. Great, great, thanks. And I and I happen to be uh, before we move on to your successes. I happen to be a fractional CEO for a large, another large brand during that same time period. And uh, what what I clearly saw was the the leadership that was proactive uh, were the were the companies that that not only survived that they they were they were ready to thrive when they when things all opened back up again. And uh, I saw many uh, competitors to that company that w were kind of what we say up here in, in the Northeast, that deer in a headlight uh, look, yeah. you know, they just really, you could just see their their messaging, what they were doing in the marketplace and stuff. Nothing that it was as if nothing had changed. 
And um, and it was so important that leaders like yourself, uh, you know, stepped up and was proactive with with helping their their franchise partners. Um, yeah, and and just to add to that, yeah. so the, the the two things that really worked were we went immediately to Zoom, held every ten we ten classes a day that we operate in each of the locations. We did it through Zoom where people could stay at home and follow. That helped tremendously. And just a just a, a fact here: thirty percent of the fitness fitness businesses in America during that time frame closed to never to reopen. So we were extremely fortunate that we had. Again, people like yourself who were kind of leading the ship and helping us out, telling us what to do. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. And and um, uh, you guys, I think, from what I recall, uh, uh, some of your workouts are actually online. If somebody can't make it to the gym because they're traveling, they've got resources that they can use yeah. a, a, as a member. So I could see how you guys could could transition. And um, one of the thing, one of the keys that we found was was a level of communication. Uh, even if you're a company that communicates well during that that challenge, you had to over communicate. So, like you said, you, yeah. your Zoom meetings with your franchise partners, with your leadership team. I remember, you know, this happened to be a global franchise, and I remember being on a call with like 50 leaders from around the world, um, and and that was what uh, successful companies did. Uh, so, um, so think about, uh, so let's transition to the, the, the good stuff. Um, share some, uh, what, what you felt some of your real successes, what, what's been the, you know, the reward and the fulfillment, some examples of some of that. Yeah. I, for the business, um, I'll do business and personal for the business. We really were able to get clear on what we do. We're not ashamed to say that we are hard exercise and it, and it works, honestly. Mm. So it, it, in essence, it's CrossFit training made possible for everyone. It's not the classic CrossFit model because our average customer is a 40 year old female, about 20 pounds overweight. And that's about 60% of our model, but um, it, it just allowed us to really hone in and clarify that message. And we communicate it well through all our advertisements and, um, and our company motto. For a personal thing, I think it, I learned about being patient, trusting in mm. God. Uh, we've been able to find really dedicated owners. So I think there's been a lot of success with that and not panicking. You know, the world's not coming to an end kind of thing. But it, um, it taught me a lot about just being, I think, more humble uh, yeah. and patience, probably yeah. the best thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for... Uh... Thanks for getting so uh, uh, so genuine. Uh, I, I think uh, um, you know listeners like when when people are genuine. So thanks thanks Matt for sharing that way. So um, you talked about your owners. So let me transition there. I've got two more questions. Um, let's transition to your owners uh, again because we'll have consultants, brokers on the call. We'll have we'll have people that know people. Uh, or people themselves who might want to get into the fitness industry. So, uh, so who are you looking for? What do your owners typically look like? And um, are do you have any target markets uh, geographically that you might be looking to open in? Well, that's a great question. So after COVID, what we realized is our most successful owner is somebody who's a former client. So we really only consider, I get probably about five inquiries per week uh, and probably two per month uh, from, so five per week, just from the outside market. We do no advertising. These are just people that go to our website, see the franchising and fill out the inquiry. Uh, but 
our most successful owners are usually a husband and wife team between the ages of 25 to 35. The bulk of them are in their early 30s. Okay. They're our most successful owners by far, and they get our model. So we just made the decision in the beginning of 2021 that we were no longer going to take anybody from the outside. If they were coming in from the outside, that they would at least have to join the center for about 90 days, understand it. Um, and obviously, if in, you're in New York and we don't have a location up in New York, it's hard to come to Florida or North Carolina, which would be your closest state, and join for 90 days. So it, we weren't worried about growing in a quick manner. We mm-hmm. wanted to. It's much easier to have successful centers and do it right, in my opinion, than to open up a thousand of them with 250 that are failing. Right. So I, I just want to take my time, grow properly with people who get it. And, and I always tell people jokingly, we're a cult in a good way. It's uh, it's a really great thing to be involved in, but you know, you, you don't, um, I'm, as I get older, I don't want the headache of having to go in and not incorrect people on operating their centers. I want them to understand our model. Right. Right. And it, that, that's great that there's a, a model that you're attracting, you know, on the younger side, I think most businesses are uh, people go into business by the time t- typically I think in their probably late 30s, early 40s, certainly by, I think, 45 is what the what the the uh, the industry typically says. So that's great that you got people in that early 30s. And, you know, I think there's there's not that many businesses that are really designed uh, for couples. And um, and like I said, your target or your 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 clientele is female. Sixty percent of them are female. So obviously it makes sense to have female owners. So um, so that's really, really cool. Matt, the last question I always ask is, uh, in in wrapping up and closing, is there anything that you'd like to share uh, that's gonna that's gonna help a listener uh, that maybe we didn't talk about? You know, I didn't I didn't ask or it didn't come up or something else you maybe thought about and and we passed it. But is there anything else you'd like to share uh, before we uh, before we wrap up? Um, I, I think the one thing I would say is dig deep when you're looking into purchasing any franchise, not, not even ours, anyone really ask hard hitting questions, uh, dig deep into the company history, get to know the owners, see if they walk out what they say they walk out. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of people talk also in this industry, the negative side is there's, you know, people sell you a lot of really good stuff, but in the end, uh, Work is work. It's hard. Any business is hard. You're going to end up being 50, 60 hours in in your business for the first couple of years. That's life. Um, So don't think you're buying another job. Really look at it like, how do I build a business and treat it like a business? You know, make sure you understand the marketing components, the financial components, the lead generation components, your advertising Mm -hmm. components. Um, Be very deliberate and uh, intentional when you are looking for a franchise. Yeah, that that is so wise, and I'll I'll put in a little a little bit of plug a little bit of a plug for one of the things that I do, which is uh, which is franchise brokering or franchise consulting. Uh, it always it always amazes me when someone I've seen someone a friend or or a, a friend of a friend or an acquaintance that has has waded through the thousands and thousands of franchise concepts on their own uh, and bought a franchise without some without some guidance. You know most. You wouldn't usually do your taxes without without the guidance of an advisor and uh, yeah. buying a franchise. I think it's kind of the 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 same the same thing. Um, I agree. 
Yep. And it's um, I was saying this to a, a, a potential client of mine, consulting client yesterday about how um, actually, no, that it was in a coaching session with a client. And what I said to them is because uh, they were they were master franchisees. So they were they are recruiting franchise partners. And I said to them, this is much more like a marriage. Um, you you can't it's not like getting a job. You know, you you can't just you know, be upset about it or not like the person after a few months and and just leave, you know, yeah. it's just not that easy. And so, yeah, very true. you know, as you said, treat it with, with a, a lot more regard and respect uh, in the selection. So, um, yeah. so anyway, Hey Matt, thanks. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, and um, again, um, www.hewfitness.com if you want to follow up with Matt and Correct. thanks Matt. Thank you.